everybody, this is the Run, Eat, Sleep show. And today we're doing something special. We're going to have Nikki Humphrey on. She's going to be talking about mindset. She's going to be talking about planning and goals and all that good stuff. Because all of us runners always want to be the best versions of ourselves. We always want to be uh, just that much faster, just that much cooler. You know what I'm saying? But the goal in all this is setting the right goals and, and keeping that thing moving. So let's get Nikki Humphrey on the line here. I cannot wait to do this. She is with Luke Humphrey Running Club, a running group, or running.com. Um, um, and she helps a lot of the athletes continue to reach higher heights, uh, whether that's pro athletes all the way down to the slow folks like myself. Hey, Nikki, how are you today? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you, and I am really appreciate the fact that you, number one, set, decided that you'd be on the show. Number two, that you said, hey, I'm going to try, well, let's try something a little bit different. And I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to get into it. Normally... I have like 10 questions that I'm just going to ask, um, but since this is a little different, I figure we might as well just have some fun with it um, okay. and just take it, where I guess, wherever it goes. For sure. Are you cool I love that. You're cool with that. Okay, cool. So um, I guess I, we should always probably just start with, you know, like who you are and like kind of how you got to this point, and then we'll just let it, let it flow. For sure. First of all, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, we have a very active eight-year-old daughter. Um, I was a, surprisingly so, a kindergarten teacher for 18 years, oh, and nice. then I got this calling on my heart to serve a different community. Mm -hmm. I just saw so many people my age, like I'm 47 now, coming to me during parent-teacher conferences feeling lost, frustrated, like their best years were behind them. And I was like, I think I'm done with the little people. I think I want to reach this whole other community because yeah. here I am, you know, the same age as them. I'm a runner. I'm active. I feel like my best years are ahead of me. Yeah. And so I changed careers at 40, became a, a personal trainer, got mindset certified. I, I just dived into whatever I have passion for. And it's yeah. really helping people and you know before I got into running I was a triathlete I used to do Ironman racing and uh, then I married Luke Humphrey and I decided to scale back my training a little bit and mm -hmm. just focus on running and I think there's so much you can learn about yourself through running and a lot of times we just think it's an activity that's very easy you just slip mm -hmm. on your shoes and go out the door mm -hmm. but as i've been involved in the sport i realized that there's so much more to running than just lacing up the shoes and going out the door well yeah i mean that's that's to say the least i mean and um and i'm sure like i think it's easy for us to and once you're into it, it, it almost like it resets. Because in the beginning, a lot of people think like it, it could be too daunting, you know, to get out there and go after our goals. And then, but once you get out there and get past that point and you start getting fit, I think then again, you start to take it for granted again about, oh, it's just really simple, throw on the shoes and go out. Um, yeah. But once you start having, you know, goals and things, you want to qualify for this or you want to hit a, you know, do a PR or whatever, then it starts to get a little bit more complicated. Um, and I can imagine that's where people kind of get lost and don't know how to take it to the next step. Um, so did, so you and Luke, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, have the, the, have the Luke, the Luke and Nikki show, but how did you guys, I mean, you guys met while like, were you guys like in the middle of a that marathon and you're like, Hey, you, she's keeping up with me or what's going on? This is, is crazy. So when I was teaching, I had an assistant, Veronica, who we kind of lost contact through the years, but then she, um, she hired Luke as her run coach. Yeah. And oh. she hit me up on a Facebook Messenger and like, I really think that you should meet my coach. And you have so much in common. I think you'd be a great match. And I was like, no. Mm -mm. Like, I was at that point. I was yeah. done with men like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he kind of chatted me up a little bit on the Facebook. Yeah, okay. And uh, I, I finished my Ironman, and he, like, sent me a message. And I was like, that was really nice. Like, he was tracking me okay. during my race day. All right. And uh, we met, and 
we, a year later, we were married. So well, that well, that you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys moved we're moved into that one quick. Um, and but so I mean, I feel like it, it kind of you guys probably had the same pedigree, you know, of some sort, like where you, um, you know, you're both into, you know, endurance sports. Um, and you, I mean, obviously the marathons are, are hard enough as it is, but if you're talking about you're doing Ironman um, and triathlons and things like that at the larger distances, I mean, those are those are definitely a different thing. And um, I think that like there's a there's a club out there, you know, of people that have gone to that that space where they're like you learn about yourself, you know. Um, and that's what I thought about when you said that running is more than just strapping, you know, throwing on the shoes. I went to mental immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's how I got into Ironman. And I, I'm never ashamed of my story. Um, I suffered from really bad de- depression for like 35 years. Mm-hmm. 47 now. And the reason why I started endurance sports is because I wanted to belong to a tribe of people mm-hmm. who met up with each other, who supported each other, who were always there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in a running community or triathlon community, people step up and people, yeah. I feel like, naturally serve in that community. And there was something so appealing to me in that. Mm-hmm. And at first I showed up just because other people were showing up. And doing things, I want to be a part of the community. Mm. And then I started showing up for myself and setting my own personal goals and and going after things. So it really helped me to really get out of the the pit of my funk and help rediscover myself at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I think the running community for sure um, is, and I'm sure obviously for triathlete, you know, the triathletes as well. It's definitely a very, it's a very welcoming, you know, and I think that like if you, um, and like you said, you came in there to, you know, for others to kind of help and serve others, but then you started to kind of find yourself in that. I think that once once you come into it, like I think that the running community is very open to a point where it's like if they know that you're there for the right thing and which is you know self improvement and all that stuff, then it, then people just naturally gravitate towards you, and then like you create this like little family feeling, you know. Um, and then when you're yeah. down or you're injured or stuff like that, people really that's when you find out that like wow, people really are. are like like this whole thing that I'm doing or support it, you know, because they'll reach out to you when you mm-hmm. feel like, you know, I don't want to see any running because I can't run for two more weeks or whatever. Then all of a sudden you got people checking on you. And I think that that's really cool. Yeah, so, it is. Definitely. So, so like for, for you know, I, I mean, just if, if no one, if everybody doesn't know, you work with uh, athletes that are going through the Luke Humphrey running program. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I used to coach athletes, and then we really found that a lot of our athletes needed strength training. Mm-hmm. And I know you know about that. Yeah. You've got a lot of people on your show talk about that, yeah. how important that's a big piece of the puzzle. But what we also found was the mental aspect, the mindset, yeah. and the goal setting was really lacking in a lot of our athletes. You know, a big goal for a lot of our people is they want to qualify for Boston. Yeah. And, of course, that that's a big goal. But some people don't, don't even know why they're doing it. Yeah, They might be doing it because they feel like it's it's something that they can hang their hat on. Yeah. But really, physically, emotionally, they don't know why they're connected to that goal. Yeah, And I think filling in that piece of the puzzle, really getting down to their why. Why is that important to you? How is that going to make you feel? How is that going to impact you, not just now, but in the future? Mm-hmm. When you have a strong why like that, yeah. and... You know, because I think a lot of our athletes, too, and I've been victim to this, had this, like, whatever it takes goal. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I was like, whatever it takes, Nikki's going to qualify for Boston. Yeah. And I, when I dove into that hole, I was just so focused on my training and pushing my body and pushing it that I was ignoring the signs it was giving me physically that maybe, mm-hmm. hey, girl, you're doing too much. You need yeah. to back off. Maybe you should do something else that... When I qualified for Boston, I ended up fracturing my leg because I pushed it to the limit. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that that's, I, that's kind of a different way. I mean, I didn't really think about it like that because normally when you hear, like, someone say, like, your why, it's, like, that thing that you use to to continue to break your leg, you know? Um, yeah. And, but then I think, yeah, I mean, that's different because I, I feel like if you have the right why, then it'll help you, you know, it'll help you 
stay focused on all the other little things too that require you to be a happy, healthy human, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and so like, I know you guys have a, a late, do you have a, you guys still have the ladies group, um, the ladies yes. training group. So is it's right now. Yeah. Okay. So like, so is, cause I know that I've, I've, I've kind of worked with you like through the whole program through like the workouts that you, you, know, you have on, um, what a uh, final surge. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, this one sounds like you're more involved into the actual program. So can you talk to me about like how like you're involved in the program with them and then what you're seeing come from that. Yeah. So right now we're doing a six week female running camp virtually and Melissa Johnson White is in charge of all the running components. Yeah. And I'm in there doing the strength and the mindset. And what I do first with all these women is walk them through how to set one of these goals, how to really focus in on one goal at a time, mm-hmm. really select their their target, and then I put them through a series of activities to hone it. So we'll do a goal-setting sheet first, and that's really what's your goal, why do you want to do it, what's the benefits of achieving this goal, mm-hmm. not just like now, but, but long-term. Is the goal realistic, or maybe it's something that they need to achieve something first? Mm-hmm. And then get to their goal, and then what challenges might come up as they're going for it. Okay. And I think that's a big component too of like, hey, what what might adversity might I face, and how am I going to face that when it does show up for me? Is that like is that a thing that you see um, a lot? Is um, I don't really know how to. Is there? It, uh, the goals that people set, I mean, especially, we'll just break it down for running because that's just like where I'm going <laughs> to probably connect with it. How, yeah. would do you feel like there's a, that there needs to be many goals, um, along the way to like some insane goal? Like, cause I feel like, I mean, yeah. one of my goals is to, is to get to Boston, um, but then, like, way back in the mind, like, I have, like, this other goal, which isn't really even a goal. Like, I mean, it's not even a mm-hmm. thing. It's just, like, this one that, like, I hopefully Boston's along the way and yeah. all these things are along the way. And that way you can kind of check things off. Like, because I know you, I heard you say that there's, you know, sometimes it may be too big. But then at the same time, yeah. if you have goals that are in between, does that help out to keep stay on tag? Yeah. That's how we – I have an example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so – Okay. We take their big goal, yeah. and then we break it down to little steps okay. along the way. And so I find when working with my clients, if we just focus on one small step at a time to build momentum into what they're doing, so you start with the easiest things first and then build up to the, the harder things, mm-hmm. it really keeps you focused. Okay. So say you're not – you might start – working on with your training first and then maybe you're going to add in fueling and yeah. then mindset and maybe strength yeah. and and build that into the program one component at a time yeah that makes sense um and i, I was i was going to kind of wait till questions at the end but sizzle asked a great question and sizzle is extremely <laughs> fast by the way so you should follow her and look up follow her and look her up That's awesome. um but she says how do you hold them accountable uh to meeting and surpassing their goals mm-hmm. so when people work with me, we are checking in all the time. There's an accountability system that I use to help check in with my clients and to see how they're doing and to really, I'm here to help them work through those roadblocks that might come up as they're doing it. And it's my job to help keep them honed in on that one goal. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, when we get excited, we're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. how about this? And I want to do this now. And it's yeah. just like, we'll get there, but we'll let's, Let's do this first and make it like an automatic habit or part of your routine and then move on to the next one. Yeah, so, I mean, because, like, it sounds like, uh, I mean, because the, the process is extremely important, you know, um, and not even, not just the, you know, not just the, like, you know, waking up, running and all that stuff, uh, but just sticking to, like, the plan. Because I mean, a lot of times, like you said, a lot of us are, 
you know, run for different reasons, and some of us get a little more scatterbrained, and we need running to kind of bring us back into one little, you know, one train of thought or whatever. Um, but I could see, like, how people go, well, oh, I want to run a 5K this speed, or no, I want to do, and they, you know, have a good running day, and then all of a sudden everything changes. So, like, do you, yeah. how do you, like, go about, you know, if if you're talking to somebody out there that has all these rent, all these different goals, how do you go about mm-hmm. like guiding them into like to what is first, you know, for yeah. them? Because that's a, I think that's another thing too. Like, what's first? And I think that's a great question because we had women at camp. They they wanted to qualify for Boston, but they also wanted to improve their five k time. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, what makes more sense for you? right now like how far are you away from boston like if you're really close then Mm. maybe we should just focus on that that boston goal but if we think that there's going to be a couple steps in between where you are now and boston it might make more sense to focus on speed right now so let's go with that 5k goal which Mm. is going to help feed into that bigger boston goal yeah yeah i think um so it's really a matter of having a conversation and in in feeling that out right and actually just like seeing what the where it really maps you know because um i i know um you know i work with melissa um and one of the things i think she she she's done without even like saying she was doing it was that exact same thing to say um yeah like that's that's really cool um and i actually threw my boston goal out pretty far by myself because i knew like the qualifying windows and stuff like that and i knew like i needed to do a couple things first but she definitely helped me like really hone in on okay yeah that's good so what we'll do is we'll do this and we'll do that and i think that's one of the benefits to you know having a coach is that Mm -hmm. you know it kind of it helps you just once you pick your goal, even if you're very goal, you know, oriented, and you pick your goals, coaches and you know people like yourself help people just stay there until they like hit it, and then like let's move on because your mind really can get crazy um, and go all type of places. And yeah, guys, keep the cu- the questions coming. Um, Sizzle has another question. Uh, how do you? Okay. So and this is a good one though because of, like uh, how do you keep yeah. others uh, encouraged uh, to have a positive mindset, especially during COVID in the colder weather and I'm going to jump in before you answer, like, COVID is bad, and I mean, COVID has been, you know, proven to be bad enough, um, some people have used it in such great ways to really get out there and run, like, uh, a few weeks back, I had a show about run streaks, and I had three people on, yeah. one person had, like, 100 days, one was, like, 300, and then somebody else had, like, 1,000, you know, 50 days in a row, um, mm-hmm. and two of the lower numbers, the 100 and 300, both had started, one had started it because of COVID, and then another one had continued it because of COVID because they were going to stop at 100, but they figured, hey, we might as well keep going. Um, right. <laughs> so, like, I think some people are taking it in a really good stride and then they're using it. But then there's others that because of COVID, there's no more races. So they don't mm-hmm. know, like, oh, well, you know, I'll just I'll sit on the couch for a little bit and then they get distracted. And then cold weather always seems to make people <laughs> draw back and go inside and then they'll just wait till next spring. So how do you get over those obvious reasons to not run? and help people out? So I think it's important too to have, really get to know who you're working with. Mm -hmm. And everybody has these these points in them, these fire points or these things that that motivate them. And I think it can be as easy as coming up with a a plan. Am I okay? Yeah, yeah, I think you're good. I just got like, okay. Just coming up with a plan for them because when you work with mindset for people, different things will motivate them to get out the door. And I think that's helping them find what that is for every individual and get that motivating factor that's for them. Is it, you know, is somebody, somebody can be motivated by meeting others or having an accountability partner and checking in with them in the morning, like... Hey, I'm going running. Are you going running? Are we out the door? Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be that physical connection. Or for other people, it's just checking in with themselves and be like, this is our goal. I have my goal. It's posted on my wall. I want to do this for me, and I'm showing up for me today, yeah. and this is how it's going down. Yeah. For other people that have that struggle during the run, you know, you get out there, and you're just so mentally fatigued 
from everything that's going on, it's like at that point, like a lot of times I help my clients form a mantra or like a catchphrase Mm -hmm. and just to repeat it when things get tough during that run. And so, you know, speaking of mantras, because I always ask, like, you know, when I when I interview like a runner, I'll ask them what their mantra is, you know, mm-hmm. and there's always different ones. And I kind of joked in the last one I asked, and there's different mantras for different races, like for different distances, because for a 5K, you know, a quicker one, it's like my mantra is, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, and then, yeah, oh, my God, this hurts, this sucks, hurry up, get it done. Um, but then, you know, for like a marathon, it is a little bit different because you're trying to remind yourself that, you know, all these things that you are your goals. Um, but what it, since you are you're an athlete, too, you know, so it's not like you're sitting on the sideline here saying, here's what you should say. What are some things that like that you, you, you used to say to yourself when, you know, training was really tough or you're in that like triathlon and it was you know terrible? What are some of the things that yep. you said to yourself and that you now find yourself saying to your, your students? So for me personally, I change my mantra every race because <laughs> I feel like if something went off kilter in yeah. your race and you say that phrase again, oh, no. it could bring up that feeling yeah. that you had when things didn't go right. So I always tell, I always tell my clients, don't reuse a mantra. Come up with something new every season or every training segment. So right now, personally, mine is lift. And that kind of came up out of an injury. I had a hamstring injury. Mm -hmm. And so I was dragging my left leg. So I was had to lift it up. So I kept telling myself, lift, lift, lift. And then something was bubbling up with it. I'm like, there's more than just this leg lift. Like, I'm getting a download about something. And it was... Okay, so it's lift your mind, lift your body, mm. lift your spirit. And I think it's been really tough, like going back to the whole COVID conversation. It's been really tough mentally, mm. you know, being isolated from people, not being able to race, um, having my daughter at home, having her dealing with that separation of, of being away from her friends. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, we got to lift our body. We've got to lift our mindset. We got to lift ourselves up right now. And right. It, it's just that reminder to me when I'm having a down day, like, because when I rise, like, you lift everybody up around you. So mm-hmm. if I'm having a bad day, then I'm not going to coach my clients very well. I'm right. not going to be a very good wife. And I'm not going to be a very good mom. So lift is been working right now well that's awesome that's awesome i mean i'm sure that randomly in some workout that melissa has me doing i'll be finding myself say lift (laughs) um yeah (laughs) and i think um like speaking of like mantras like one of my like it i i've i've heard people say that they have one that they always go to or a few that they always go to so i felt like i needed one um and then Mine came from, not that you asked, but mine came from um, after races a lot of times, and I'd like to ask you, ask you a question after this, but my, uh, after races sometimes you'll, you'll look back and say like, oh man, I could have gone a little faster or I, I, I had more in the tank. You know, or and then because that's a great feeling to have raced and know that you had more, but it's also a sucky feeling because you can't do today over again. And that's what I kept saying to myself on a certain race, like it was a five, I think it was a half marathon, and I was at a point where I felt like really, ta- really taxed. But then I was like, dude, you can only do today, you know, one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then, but I think that that plays into like your your mindset shift because. You know, when people are saying like they, that they feel, you know, discouraged because of COVID and the weather and things, is you, you can't do this, you know, 2020 is, it is what it is. You can't redo this year. Right. Um, you can't do today over. You know, it is what it is. And you have to decide, like, how you want this day to go and spend it or whatever. Um, so do you, like, do you find yourself, is, is it just like a mindset shift? that you have to like get people to go through to look at things differently, like perspective, or is it just sometimes you just got to make people throw out their whole like thinking? Again, it, it depends. And I think a lot of times when we get into a downward spiral, it's really easy to keep going down that yeah. hole. So if I'm working with somebody 
like that. And that reminds me a lot of like where I was like, there's no good bubbling up Mm -hmm. that we have to find things that counteract that belief system that we have. And I call it like the BS system because it is, Mm. it it is BS how sometimes we believe these things about ourselves that there's no tangible evidence. Like if we're at a court of law, there's no tangible evidence that these things are true, Mm. but we take them upon ourselves and we just say all these negative things. Like I suck, like I could have done better and things like that. So for a client like that, I just have them brain dump all those negative thought patterns that they say about themselves. Mm -hmm. And then we counteract it. So if it's like, I'm slow and I'm suck, like I'm doing the best I can right now, or I'm going to get faster. So we flip the script on those phrases and really focus on, okay, this is what you're saying, but this is where you're going. Yeah. And even if you don't believe it now, you wake up every morning and you read this list mm-hmm. and that's going to have power because we need to change the internal belief system. Mm-hmm. And for other people, it could be just coming up with a mantra because there's steps ahead yeah. of where that person is. So right. it's really, you know, again, you just have to make a great connection with who you're working with, yeah. you know, like you do with Melissa, like you trust her, you open up and, and that's how you develop these tools for your clients. Right. Well, yeah. I, I mean, half the time when I say something to her, I, I, I started with, I know you think I'm crazy, but here you go. <laughs> and then, but, but the funny part is like, I know that she's probably slightly crazier than I am. So it all works out. Um, right. So like in you, in, you know, as you're going through like a camp like that you guys are doing right now. Um, and then you also work with a lot of the athletes that have done, multiple marathon blocks and you guys actually work with um i can't remember the guy's name who works with the people that are running like um ultras um josh josh yeah josh is josh Josh is actually uh, a coach of a lady that i used to run with a lot um and she's the reason Uh why i found out about you guys in general so it was pretty cool a good connection there but um so i know that you, you you work with a lot of people that have put in 16-week, 12-week, how many ever week uh, training blocks. Um, and there's always these points in the middle somewhere <laughs> that, like, really suck, you know? Um, yes. And I wonder, like, I, I know that you said, you know, you got to find the right why so you know when to pull back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just talk about, like, how, like, the connection of, like, mindset and possible injuries and things play when we're, like, taxing yeah. ourselves, all that? Because... As runners, we're a little crazy. You know, like you tell somebody not to run, you know, for a while, take take a break, and then their first run back is, you know, 10 miles. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's where – so I not only do I have my clients fill out goal-setting sheets, is I also have them do what I call the four squares. Mm-hmm. Not, no fancy name, but I have them put just a paper divided into fours. They have training, fueling mindset and self-care on there Mm -hmm. and within these four blocks we put down what are they going to do for training it could be like follow the plan or do your strength training or work on mobilization or whatever it is that physical component of your Mm -hmm. program is training and then the second block is fueling what is your fueling plan how are you going to fuel your body what's your pre-workout what's your inner workout What's your post-workout? Mm-hmm. What Are you getting enough in on the daily? How's your water? And then mindset. Like, what are those things you're doing every day to feed your mindset? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you journaling? Are you doing, you know, if you're religious, do you have your Jesus time in the morning? Are you focusing on your goals? Like, mm-hmm. what is mindset for you? And then that self-care, that internal check, like, how am I feeling today? How is my body responding? Does my body need something that I'm not giving it right now? Mm-hmm. That internal check. And I think it's important to have these four pillars in place because if one of these four things gets off track, mm. something's going to go wrong in your training. Yeah. So if you're following the plan and you're not fueling, your yeah. training's not going to go well. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're training and fueling and your mindset's off point, you're going to be your own worst enemy when things get tough. Like you said, that middle part of training, yeah. you're going to be battling something really deep in yourself. Right. 
And um, so, like, I know, like, I mean, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use that too. Um, yeah. But I feel like there's not a but, but um, it's like. Cause I know, I know, like there's, there's almost like two. Is, is nobody? There's, and I'm sure the people that you work with are probably more right in the middle. Than, from what I'm gonna say, um, they're like very mindful. It seems like you kind of ni- ni- uh, hammer that home to be mindful of all these four different things. But then, like in general, there's like two different athletes. You know, like there's, there's one that's like, oh, that'll be fine. You know, like just keep yeah. running and it'll go away. You know, and that was yeah. me, and I was guilty of that, and then I end up with a stress fracture. Um, me too. <laughs> and then and then there's the other athlete that that I feel like is you know as soon as they feel something oh I'm going to take today off or I'm going to take tomorrow off and then it and it could and it may just be the fact that you know it's just wear and tear and it'll kind of work its way through how do you balance that though like cuz I am it sounds like you have a plan for that but just like I would be conflicted of like where do I find like that that happy median to continue and make progress but not kill myself because I know that I'm that type of runner I think most runners are that kind of runner (laughs) that you know I've been there myself and I think it might take that kind of runner to actually experience an injury (laughs) to learn the lesson you know because even me with everything that I've been going through like I, I had to learn the hard way too and I think it's it's you know, I just think of some of the clients that I coached and maybe we did a round of goal setting and we did all these, these things, Mm -hmm. you know, especially the guys, like they don't really want to buy into it. Right. And then they race and it wasn't the race that they wanted. They didn't get injured, but it wasn't the race they wanted. And they're like, all right, we're going to try this again. And I'm going to go all in really nothing was different in their training or their fueling or anything. They just integrated some of this mindset stuff, this goal setting, Mm -hmm. and their performance went from, like, here to the next level. Mm. So it may not be a complete buy-in at first, you know, writing down your goals and things. But when you do, it's—I don't want to say it automatically takes you to the next level, but when you— experience these things and and learn to more about yourself and what's going on it kind of frees you up from that yuck that you battle with yeah because i i know like it's funny because you have to learn your lesson you know kind of you know take your own medicine type of thing uh because I, i that was me for sure because like i didn't you know running a a marathon segment or whatever and it's like six days a week and you're running a lot, so you just say, um, you just go out the door sometimes, you know, like, you're not necessarily, you're like, hey, I know I I can go to Final Surge, I can find Nikki Humphrey's workouts in there, but, like, you know, do I really have to do that? Like, I feel great today, but I I wasn't doing those things, and then, um, and I don't think it was overuse, I just think that I wasn't building up some of the the other muscles that you really need to work on that just help you stay stable, keep you balanced, so you're not you know, le- like hammering away at your left, you know, tibia, <laughs> for instance. Yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah, so I definitely think that you do, you do learn your, your lesson as you go through. Um, and I think that that's, that's it. sometimes you just got to learn, right? Um, yeah. And we got another question from Iris Bailey. I don't know who she is. I think she might be my wife. Um, any advice from uh, for a couch to 5K type of runner? Um, yes, I'll let you go. I'll, I'll probably have something to say too after, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I think the the couch to 5K, I would listen to what we're talking about today mm-hmm. and set your goal. And I think there's so much that you were going to learn about yourself if you just keep checking in with your body. Because like we've just been talking about, a lot of mistakes that we have made, it's just ignoring what our body's telling us. And to take it one step at a time and don't compare yourself to somebody who's been running five years, 10 years. Don't go on, you know, Strava and start comparing your times. This is, running is so personal and it's it shouldn't be a competition with anybody it's just one step in developing a new habit for yourself Mm -hmm. and just enjoy the process i think you know some of my best running times like emotionally was when i was first starting out and doing that first race and just feeling that sense of pride and accomplishment 
with it. Yeah, I I think I like I like that a lot too. I mean, because it's running is very singular, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's a singular journey, um, and even when you're with a group of people, no one is feeling what you're feeling. You know, like no one right. is like exactly where you are. Everybody's heart rate's different. The whole thing. It's all just about you. And I think that sometimes technology, like our watches and things, um, kind of make it like like you said strive and all that kind of make it a different different from what it really is all about um because then you got your apple watch on and you're trying to get back into shape or something and then you're like oh i only burned you know whatever you know um and i think that sometimes that just encourages us we feel like we need to go faster or harder or whatever um and she says her shins hurt uh every time that she tries to run and I think that is probably, you know, form is definitely a big thing when it comes to, like, if your shins hurt when you're running. I'm Nikki, you know more than I do. But if shins hurt when you're running, you know, it's definitely, um, you know, a form thing. Um, but I think you, you, if you could add to this, I think that, like, with the form thing, I think you probably need to start with more of a base, uh, like, walk, run, and more, like, yep. exercises, like, body weight exercises at home um, to kind of build into the run. Yeah, I would totally agree. I would start with a, you know, my Couch to 5K athletes, we just do a walk run. We're run, we're walking three minutes, running a minute. And then when that feels better, we're switching it to, you know, mm. walking two minutes, running two minutes. And just taking it one step at a time until you feel better. Like you're still pushing yourself. That running for a minute is still going to feel hard if this is new for you but it's it's a hard that's doable and that's going in waves and whenever you start something new your body's gonna feel discomfort in it like i even say with the people i help with eating if you're going from a a junk food diet to a clean diet you're still not gonna feel good at first which is like counterintuitive you think you're gonna eat this beautiful food (laughs) and you're gonna feel better yeah no you feel discomfort first yeah but like but like you said too, it's it could be an alignment issue. It could just be a, a your glutes aren't activated issue. You need to get those glutes and hamstrings talking. So, just some basic, you know, strength exercises, body weight, like you said, exercises, and just just take it one step at a time. And you know, nobody expects a baby to be walking out of the womb. <laughs> like there's so many incremental steps yeah, yeah. in between. And I think when we start running, we just want to go at a right. full force, you know. Yeah, because I think all of us ran a lot when we were kids, you know, and, you know, for the most yeah. part, um, if you're able. Um, and so I think it's like we always have that, that we, oh, yeah, this this used to be so easy and this sucks. How is this hurting? Um, and, and then people say, well, maybe we're not meant to run, which I think we are. It's just that, like, you, I think it's just have to. And then some research, too. Like, when I first started running, um, I think I had some aches and pains. And I think, like, one of my first 5Ks that I did was way back. Like, I'm not way back. It was, like, 2016 or 15. My sister, like, challenged me to do it. And I I wasn't training much, Nikki. Like, it wasn't like I was, like, 40, 50 miles. Like, I think I was, like, maybe 15, 20 miles a week getting ready for this 5K. And then I put, like, this this thing on my – I had to have, like, a knee brace, which was crazy. Just for like the little miles I was doing, and and I looked back at a picture of it the other day, and I'm like, my knee hasn't hurt in so long. Like, and I think as I did some research to see like maybe how you're supposed to run, you know, and then mm-hmm. try your best to like mimic that if you can, and then just take it like one step at a time. Because I've seen people that will join like run clubs and things that are decent athletes, um, but then they just go from zero to you know to thirty, you know. Talk, can you yes. tell me about like I know you said take one step at a time, but for those athletes that are like they they have a goal, like they're already a runner and they only run, but they only run maybe twenty miles a week, um, and they have like a big goal. Um, how do you tell that athlete to just to really take their time? Like how do you get them to see the vision? That's when we usually lay out their roadmap for mm-hmm. them. Like this is your goal. These are the steps it's going to take for you to get there. And we're only focusing on this one yeah. first. Yeah. And I think, you know, as run I mean, as runners, like we're we're 
we're hyped like yeah. we're excited to do yeah. things and we want to we want to get the new shoes and we want to try this out and we want to do this workout because somebody said that this was the workout to do and i think it's just being patient with yourself yeah. you know and just really if we are patient enough and and develop our craft like really hone in on those small distances like luke my husband always talks about cumulative fatigue yeah yep yep i always talk about cumulative consistency yeah like it's about doing those little things that we'd rather not do over and over consistently that are going to make the biggest difference yeah a runner at any stage you know it's like doing those easy runs easy yeah getting in your strength work two to three times a week working on mobility that's important you know fueling your body it's just getting consistent with that nitty-gritty and i mean and it sounds like a lot of a lot of what you're saying too is like just straight up planning you know um you know because like a lot of us whether we're runners or just have normal you know whatever fitness goals we have um like you said we have like this thing or this plan or this not a plan but we have a goal but we don't necessarily go okay well how can i get there and still be like intact you know i think we go goal and then we just go okay well obviously i gotta start running and then they just go out the door um but it's 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 yeah. said take a step back and then see what 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 what, what it includes each step of the way kind of break it down so you can really plan for it and at least have some fun and not you know kill yourself along the way you know um because right. and then i know you got you have people that have you know that you work with who have like huge goals like that are like nuts to me you know like i'm like wow yeah. that's crazy so like i could see how you'd have to like maybe you know how do you deal with like how do you work with like really advanced runners though that that um is it the same way like do you just approach it you know same way like hey here's a step-by-step um but then i know that there's got to be some it's ego step-by-step in there. Step at, at, a, at a different level because yeah. i think athletes we know our weak points right we know those things that we need right. to work on yeah and so we take those, we, we hone in on those, and it's like, okay, what do you think was missing in your last segment? Or how how are you feeling at this point in the race? Mm. We try to deconstruct what that weakness is in order to turn, like, that, that struggle into their strength. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, and just break that down for them. Right, right. And so, like, so in back to, like, the whole, like, the couch to, to 5K type of feel, um... Mm-hmm. What do you think that, you know, what, what is the, one of the bigger mistakes um, that you see newer? I mean, I feel like you probably, it's like once I'm asking, it sounds like you're probably going to say the same thing. But, like, when, what do you, like, what are the biggest mistakes that you see new newer runners do that just takes them out of the game? You know, maybe not even physical, but just say, oh, yeah. I'm done. What, what's, what's the mistake that we can make? I think the, the biggest mistake I see is, not having running shoes or not having oh. a good pair of shoes. All right, there we go. I I feel like if your foot isn't supported properly yeah. and you're trying something new and some shoes you've been walking around with for a long time, mm. like that can throw your whole alignment off yeah. and how your foot falls on the ground and you could cause a whole big mess up up your kinetic chain Yeah, just by having the wrong shoes. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't... I know that when people ask me about running, I always say, like, hey, shoes, 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 whatever. But I didn't think about it yeah. like that because, you know, when you're, if you're brand new to running, there's, I mean, chances are your form's not going to be, you know, on point, you know. So I, yeah. then I guess wouldn't that, that would probably be the time where you need the most support, you know, possible or the correct support, not most support, but. The correct, correct yeah, yeah, the correct support, yeah. So, like. Because a just, lot of times when we just have, like our sneakers like yeah we don't even know what they're made for you know <laughs> yeah yeah or like yeah like and then you make the mistake of going on like you know companies websites and then sort by running shoes and you go oh, i get yeah. these, these are running shoes but then you bring them to like you and you're like these aren't running shoes these are just like they, you know they look like running shoes um but they're not like yeah. shoes for like what, what you're trying to do um and so we got another question cool so do you have oh okay I didn't see the bottom of the question. Um, do you have uh, any suggestions or recommendations for shoes for runners with a high arch, shoes with high, for a high arch? 
My my biggest recommendation is is go to a running store, mm-hmm. get your foot scanned, yeah. let them measure you, let them size you, because what you think you might have, you know, mm. may not be the type of shoe that you actually need to support that area. Yeah. It's it's always like when we're a runner and we have like a pain in our knee, it's usually not our knee that's a problem. Yeah. It's either something above or below the connect chain on, on that part that it's manifesting from. So I always recommend just go to a shoe, a running specific store yeah. and have them tell you what it would be a good match for you. Yeah. So yeah, no shade on um, like Dick Sporting Goods or anything like that, but you probably don't necessarily, you know, want to go there saying, okay, which shoes should I get? Because I don't know if that's going to work out. <laughs> Because they just don't have the technology to measure you, like, yeah. a running store. Or, okay. even, I mean, or even, like, the expertise, too. I mean, because uh, one thing, um, yeah. I know you're familiar with Run Detroit uh, downtown, or uh, it's not really downtown, mm-hmm. already, but so yeah, one of the things, he was the first episode I talked to Justin there, and one of his things was, um, one of the things that he, that he mentioned was, if you ask someone, like, in a group chat, and you say, hey, you know, what shoes should I get? Or you see on Facebook, hey, what shoes? And then you have people that just start throwing out, like, the name of the shoe or, like, a brand yeah. instead of saying, like, hey, no, um, just go because cause what works for me um, will not, you know, may not work for you, you know, and it may be the best right. shoe for me, like the best. But yeah. you get you get into it and you're in mile three and you got a blister already, you know, and you, you never know. Yeah. And those people that can like literally watch you walk in a straight line and go, okay, we know what section of the store to take you. That's where you want to go. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, people might be pronating, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, everybody's foot does a different kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, okay. So let's talk about, let's, let's be selfish because I have questions for me. So I got, so I'm, okay. I'm trying to, um, I'm sure, so I want to make it. I want to qualify for Boston. I set the goal mm-hmm. way, well before I should have probably, you know, uh, was even probably capable. Like my times didn't even like fit, you know, a Boston qualifier. But I figured I was close enough, so I made the goal for far, far enough out. You know, um, mm-hmm. as I and as I get closer to, because hopefully Toledo happens, Glass City. Um, as I get closer, love that race. Yeah, yeah, well, I was supposed to run it in you know this year, but they you know pushed back and blah blah blah. So <laughs> technically, I would have a Boston qualifier hopefully by now. But but so anyway, so as I get closer, I'm gonna be excited, um, and I'm gonna be in this training block, and it's gonna mean a lot to me to to for every week just to be so perfect, right? Um, because mm-hmm. you want to go into a race knowing that your training block was great. Um, if I were, if we were starting off just, hey, you know, I'm new to working with you, and I say, this is what I want, and I'm really kind of worried and nervous about this training block, where, where would you want me to start? Like, what, you know, give me some free advice here. <laughs> so the free advice, I think for you, we would start with the four squares. Okay. Because we want to get into the itty-bitty details. Okay, so this is a big goal, and you want this training segment to go right from the jump Mm -hmm. okay so we need to figure out what you're going to do in your training the physical what what your fueling plan is we want that mapped out right away because we want to make sure you're fueled for your runs you're recovering properly and you're nourishing all your body systems all the time Mm -hmm. and then mindset we're going to try to find that weakness in your mindset like your kryptonite Mm -hmm. and try to come up with a strategy to counteract it do we have to write out that negative talk and then reframe it do we need to come up with a mantra? Do we need to, you know, thinking about your Glass City race, where do you think you're going to struggle the most in that race? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be that long stretch along the highway for you? Or is it where you get on the, you know, the bike path? Yeah. You know, where is that? And, and how can we build up your mindset during that spot yeah. for you? So when that yuck starts to come up you're gonna be like not today here we go okay and then self-care like what do you need to do for self-care for this segment like Mm. what is your body telling you that you need and then try to work from there and um what the one thing i like i 
I hadn't seen I haven't seen the, the Glass City course yet, um, and I, I do know that there's like a really big straightaway, um, and I know that like straightaways for some reason. Yeah, let's talk about that. Like, why do straight? Why are straightaways when? I mean, that's technically the fact, like the moment when you really should be ready to go and feel your fastest because it's no worries, straight out run, no turns, yeah. no questions. Um, why is that so hard for runners to like to grab like to grab onto and just crush it there? Because I think it's not mentally stimulating. So okay. you can't see what's next. All you do is see that, that straight line. Mm-hmm. And so when a course is visually interesting or there's turns and, and things like that, we have a natural distraction. Yeah. But when we're there, and if your mind isn't locked in, that's where some people fall apart. Because you're like, you're expecting it to feel a certain way like mm. you said it's easy it should be it's straight there's no hills yeah. there's no nothing like why is this so hard like you want to be able to just knock that down when it comes up and i yeah. think when i my athletes get ready for a race we have their mantra so locked in mm. for certain points of the the course it's just like there's no room for any distraction to come in because they just know how they're going to feed themselves next, like mentally. Right. Um, and I think that like, if, if you, if, if I wasn't working with you guys and I, like I had to go about that, what's worked for me in the past, you know, um, had been, is like worried only about like times, um, and like mm-hmm. hitting, hitting your, your paces, you know, to the point where like, it's actually really weird. Like when I'm running, I, I, I can't actually, and even though it's on the same like screen, for some reason, I just can't yeah. see the time elapsed. I can only see like the the pace. No matter, I can look at it the whole yeah. race, and I'll never know. Like, like when I was in Atlanta, I think that I was turning the corner, and I didn't even know like what where I was time wise until I saw the clock, which is strange because I could have just looked at my watch yeah. the whole time. So I think that like is the, is that a good way to break down? Because I know you're saying to have these smaller goals. Is that like my way of doing smaller mm-hmm. goals? Which is like okay, mile one, sweet, six twenty four. You know, and then just keep yeah. looking at is that a good way to break up those really weird races where you feel like it's just really boring? Yeah, that's a good way to do it. And also, I would have you put in place like if something's a little off, what are you going to tell yourself? Ah. So if you're trying to get like, you know, you're like, what did you say, 624, you're at 635 one mile. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do next? What's your next move? Are you going to forget about it and just focus on where you are now? Or are you going to carry that, you know, extra, you know, 11, 10, 11 seconds with you yeah. into that next mile? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know if, if that was a you question. You got to learn to I just, just dump it and keep going. Like, yes. all right, that's what that mile gave me. Yeah. It's not going to be a big deal. Right. I mean, because, that, yeah, that's... Okay, I can see that because like I I golf I golfed a lot growing up and you hit a bad shot mm-hmm. and then like if you don't do it right you know you'll carry that shot for the next like seven holes and then you're finally like getting you know right. starting to feel better and the, and the the day's over so like is that yeah. the sense of just saying like hey it was what it was you know like it just it could have just it, without even thinking too far into it it could have just been the hydration maybe the that gel didn't kick in yet or whatever it is just let it go. Right. And as long yeah. as you feel okay, just keep on running, right? Right. Yeah. And I then, think that's where we mentally unravel sometimes. One one little off mile, and we're like, oh, blew it, blew I, it. It's no, hurt, I'll, never, you know? I'll never get those two seconds back. <laughs> yeah. I right. Think, <laughs> it's, it's nothing. It's a drop in the hat. And yeah. I think that's where I, I try to, like, coach the people. It's just like. Our races are going to have their their ups and downs. Yeah. It's it's inevitable. Nothing's perfect. We're not robots. So it's just like we have to learn to just roll with it sometimes. And, and like it just occurred to me like too like I know that people always say like running is like life. Um but I mean it really is though cuz all the things that you're saying right now um if you just take running out of it all this stuff applies to like everyday life, you know. Yeah. Um, that's why. Yes. That's why I love running so much because if you can like just if you decide like, hey, I'm gonna be a runner, I'm gonna get out there, and whether it's ten miles a week that you're gonna stick to forever, or whether you want to go farther than that, there's so many things that you'll learn like out there that are like 
that just help you kind of work out stress, help you work through like problems. And, you know, if you can just learn how to take running step by step, it does help life to kind of change the perspective a bit. Because who knew we'd be all running marathons and stuff, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. And I had this one client who was a, she was a doctor and she's like, when she learned to give herself grace and learned how to get over those little things, she's like, the way I communicated to my whole staff and my practice was, was different because I learned, learned to give grace to other people that know not everything's perfect, but what are we going to do next? You know? Yeah, I was I was watching an uh, interview. I, th- I forgot. I think it was I was you know Rich. Have you are you familiar with with the Rich Roll podcast? Rich no, Roll, I'm Rich not. Roll's like triath. Like he did the the Epic Five on the on the Hawaiian Islands. They did a, a full Ironman on each island or whatever. Um, yeah. In like seven days, six days or something like that. But he has a podcast. He was talking to a guy that that did like some hundred something mile race, and it was like his first time doing it or whatever. And he said, yeah, and he, the way he described it, he said, I met someone new on the race. And he was yeah. talking about he met, like, a new version of himself. Right. Yeah. And and how often do you get people that, like, get to a point where they do meet, like, a new version in a good way? Because I think he was talking about a bad way because he, like, hallucinated and all that. But um, <laughs> do you get people that are going through this and they come to you like, oh, my gosh, like, my eyes opened. Like, I and get over other things. Yeah. For sure. And I think like, even like a personal example, like I went on this whole like goal setting mindset journey, self-talk, you know, give myself grace journey first. And then Luke was just like kind of watching like, hmm, wow, that looks kind of cool, you know, and then, wow, there's something different about Nikki now. And oh, okay. She kind of leveled up here. Okay. Am I going to like level up or am I going to just stay kind of stuck? And it was just. It was. It's funny how, like, when you do something, it makes other people curious too, and yeah. to want to like do these things and and improve themselves. Yeah, and yeah, I, I I encourage everybody. Just, I mean, and then like you said, there's no use in comparing yourself to anyone, you know. And right. Just because somebody else is doing how many ever miles a week, if you never had a desire to do that, but you just want to get out and run three times a week or something, then that's much. Yeah much better than than zero you know um and just do For whatever sure. makes you feel happy at the time um and i think that there's really some happiness to be found in like the struggle though you know like in that mm-hmm. like digging deep in the pain it sounds crazy but there's there's like joy in there somewhere and i think yeah. you, i think you agree i can see it in your eyes you agree <laughs> I mean, how many times have we gone out for like a, a like a strength workout or like yeah. a tempo? And we're like we're we're warming up. We're like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna be hitting this today. And we get out there and we do, and it's just like like I walk through the door like I just like won an Olympic medal. I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Mama killed it today. I mean, you got a little swagger in yeah. what you're doing. It's just like, and that little piece of momentum. I mean, you can ride that wave for a long time yeah yeah i mean yeah i think that yeah it's just overcoming because it's so physical you know and it's so mental like running and forget it just going to the gym all this stuff is so mental and physical and taxing that like if you decide like i'm going to do this you know and you Mm -hmm. do it on the days where you don't feel like doing it because you know even luke like i mean he runs a lot and he runs a lot of miles and you know, if somebody really asked him to tell the truth, I mean, I don't think he, I don't know how many, what the percentage is, but he doesn't want to go out there every day. You know, like, right. I could, like, there's no way he's like, let's go every day. So, in those I days, mean, maybe in COVID to get away oh, from us. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, well, yeah, the COVID, <laughs> COVID time is a little different. Sometimes you got to get out the house. Um, but, you know, like, those days when you walk out the door and you're just like, no, I don't want to do this today, and you do it anyway, those are the ones that are so, like, gratifying. I think yeah. the other day it was night. I think it was after the podcast on what's today Wednesday on Monday. I had to run, and I said fifteen times before I left the house. I kept telling my wife, "I want to do this. I want to do it. I want to do it." And it turned out to be one of my better runs since coming back from the injury. So I was like, yeah. I walked back in the house like that was great, you know. And I think that anybody yeah. that's watching this that's like wants to get back into running or wants to get into it or wants to step to the next level, just get out there. Um, uh, Sorry, video pause. Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, just get out there. Just get out there and do it. Because, 
you know that that taking that next step it, it helps out so much just get out there and crush it that's right so what so what do you since we're coming up on i don't want to hold you all night because i mean we could talk for seven more hours but um what what are some of the what, what are something that you want to have people like leave this with um because we got people that will be listening to this on podcast forum and people here that are live and then it'll stay on the page as well what's what do you want people to to take with them um that will help them in running triathlons life in general I think whenever you're trying something new or going after a goal that's really lighting your heart on fire, start with one thing at a time and master that and then move to the next step. And we've talked about this a couple times during our time together. It's just like a lot of times when we get excited and we want to reach that goal, we want to do all the things at one time. But when we do that, it's counterintuitive we think we're going to get better faster Mm -hmm. and usually when we do that something goes awry so if Mm -hmm. we just focus on one thing at a time and do it really well Mm -hmm. then we know when to go to the next step and then the next one and then the next one after that and it keeps our focus laser clear on that one thing so we don't have to remember to do five things at a time it's just one one at a time yeah, and I think I, I was going to say it earlier when you said something about the, it, it just the process is so important, and and it doesn't mean like you can skip parts of the process. It's like that saying, you right. know, chop wood, carry water. You just have to, yeah. you just have to do the thing, you know. And like what mm-hmm. the tra- and and that's why I love training blocks so much because you can't yeah. skip like, and you have to, and you can't get ahead of yourself. Right. Uh, like you said earlier, on an easy day, run easy because. Right. You got. You're only a week three. Of course, you're gonna feel good. Yeah. You know? Yes. You're gonna feel great in week three. You know, and if you feel bad at week right. three, you're not. <laughs> you know, you got some. You got bigger right. problems. You know, so just hit the workouts like they're supposed to be. You know, like go hard when you want. When you're supposed to go hard, go easy when you're supposed to go easy. Have a self care day when you're supposed to have a self care day. Right. You know, and that's yes. all part. That's all part of the process. But. Um, yeah. I really appreciate, you know, the, your time, and I do love the fact that you said, like, hey, let's take this a different way, um, because you've helped, you know, you helped me, too, like, because underst- I didn't, the whole self-care part, I'm trying to learn how to do that, you know, um, <laughs> it, it's just, you just, I just want to run, you know, like, so you got to make sure, yeah. you got to make sure you do the things that support the run, and I, I really appreciate that, and I'm sure the ladies that you're in the camp with are just loving it and changing and growing as they, you know, go through these weeks. And it's nice to do, like, if, when you do this, you set the goals and, and figure out your four blocks. It's never mm-hmm. something that you should do and just keep to yourself. Yeah. The more you share it with others and talk about it with others, then you have those accountability people to check into. Those are the people who are just like, you know, I always put my, my little training blocks yeah. up so everybody knows what I'm working on. And it's, it's not a surprise. And it's just like that community Again, like when you start doing this, yeah. maybe people around you are going to want to do it, and it's just everybody working together. And is it? And do you feel like? Um, and do you feel like the camp is a really good way um, for people of all training? Um, I guess all, all physical levels uh, to kind of meet their goals and continue to go because of just that, like you said, community feel. Um, some yeah. people are very singular where like they just need I just need to work with you directly and we'll be good mm-hmm. but most a lot of people really benefit from that whole thing so do you feel like um, that somebody if they are out there running alone should try to find something or someone to talk to about this you know so they can kind of keep going and be motivated I think absolutely I think this is what we really need right now because a lot of things that we we're looking forward to have been taken away and I think we all have our different struggles with that both mentally and and physically with that and just finding a group especially I think the more diverse the better because you have so many different levels of expertise you Mm -hmm. have so many people that you can use as a resource Mm -hmm. to to help you for where you are at right now so I always try to surround myself with people who are different than me, you know, both physically and mentally Mm -hmm. and have different goals than me because I think it's always so interesting to, to learn for somebody who has gone before you Mm -hmm. 
and also be in a group where people are working on on similar goals. Yeah. And then again, also in a group where you can help somebody who's at the beginning level. Yeah. Reach their goals. Yeah, I think that like um, that that's been great because uh, you know like I run with we run three run three. Um, and yeah. we as a group are, you know, are very diverse in, in the fact that there's people that are really fast and then there's people that are just really getting started and there's people that come out there and push strollers and just want to be out there with the, with the group. Um, and I think just if you take a minute and like step out of your own like goals and you're just, I'm just there to train, um, you realize yeah. like, oh, this is so cool and you get to cheer somebody else on. Um, and sometimes, like you said, when you can't, when you got into this, you went there to try to help others a little bit and try to be around others. And then you started kind of finding yourself in that. So, um, if you're struggling or you're trying to get over the hump or something like that, and this COVID thing's got you down, get into, you know, get connected with somebody that's also running or has some, some of the same goals, maybe not at the same stage, but, you know, have them hold you accountable. And then also you can hold them accountable because it feels good to kind of push somebody too. It does. Yeah. So sure. I, I really appreciate it. Um, where can they find? Where can people find you um, if they're listening or watching? Where can they find you if they want help in the mindset category? Sure. So on Instagram, I'm at Nikki Humphrey. Uh, my website is communitaswellness.com. Um, and if people are interested, I have a, a code where they can get a ten ten percent off a goal setting session. Mm-hmm. So they can use goal ten at checkout. Um, and set up a goal session. Okay, with me. cool, cool. Well, I think I may be doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Nikki, and everybody that's out there watching. Remember, please. Um, I normally say just do run, eat, sleep, repeat, but you run, eat, sleep, repeat, train, fuel, mindset, and self care. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You too. Bye. That was great, um, and mindset is such a huge thing for us runners. Uh, we all need to kind of dig deeper into that and figure out where our goals are. Um, and it seems like working with someone like Nikki could help you kind of get over that hump that you're trying to get to. Um, sometimes PRs, are, I mean, are literally just mental. Um, you need to break down a few barriers, reassess your goals, um, and go after it in a different way. Same training almost, and. Uh, reach those heights and reach those new heights that you're trying to get to but hope you uh, enjoyed the episode and what i need you to remember to do is run eat sleep and repeat hit subscribe thanks for listening